0: not look like much. She's got it where it counts, kid. This is the Millennial Falcon. I'm Josh.
1: And I am John.
0: Today... Uh, this episode. Toddling. No. <laughs> Today. What are we talking about, John?
1: Today we are reviewing Star Wars Season 2 Episodes 4, 5, and 6.
0: That's right, John. We're doing this.
1: this is not a smooth jazz show. We don't need to do be all No, it's to more BL like that.
0: I was like a newscast reporter there. Back to you in the studio, Josh. Back to you, John. We are only going to do the first part of this arc. This is a five-part arc, and this episode just be way too long to do all five parts. In the last two parts of this arc, which John hasn't even watched yet— I haven't even seen it. You will see it soon, so I'm not going to spoil anything for you. It is a very different tone, those last two episodes. They're kind of creepy and stuff, so they kind of fit on their own anyway. But yeah, so this time we're going to do Senate Spy— Landing at Point Rain and Weapons Factory. Yep.
1: So, Tom. Kick us off, Tom.
2: Psst. Treachery in the Senate. The Jedi Council suspects that Senator Rush Clovis is secretly taking part in a separatist conspiracy. But to find out what the Senator from Scipio is up to, the Council will need a spy of its own. Meanwhile, Jedi Anakin Skywalker has been away from Coruscant on a lengthy tour of duty leading the Clone Army. Now, Anakin returns for a long-awaited reunion with his wife, Padme Amidala. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom.
1: Okay, let's start with the official description of this episode. At the Jedi High Council's request, Padme investigates a Separatist conspiracy in the Senate. (laughs) That is so short.
0: (laughs) That's what I was talking about last episode, where I was like, they get really short. (laughs) There's just
1: like one sentence... I feel like that's why we keep forgetting.
0: Yeah, they're so short, man.
1: One, I just like that the episode starts with, like, honey, I brought home a pizza. And Anakin, like, walks in <laughs> and it's like, Anakin is coming home to his wife. But what yeah. I, I love, what I love the most about that scene mm-hmm. is they sit down on the couch together mm-hmm. and they start, like, just cuddling up next to each other on the couch. Anakin doesn't even think, like, hey, you know what? Let me, like, take off my war clothes and like take off my yeah. armor so that I can like comfortably sit there so you're not like cuddling some annoying hunk of armor. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, let's just sit on the couch and cuddle together while I'm wearing all of my all my gear.
0: I had the same comment. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. dude, you're not even gonna take off your armor. Oh, also, that's I so really, funny. also I really also
1: I really want to know what was in that food container.
0: I don't even know. I didn't was it supposed to be food? Yeah it was like I, I brought dinner. Is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They never even use it. <laughs> no. I I actually thought it was funny because Anakin's actually kind of charming. Yeah, in this in this beginning part, and so I'm like, wow, he's come a long way. Yep. he's come a long way from Attack of the Clones. He must
1: have he must have missed Padme.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually had a really smooth line too. He's like, an evening alone with you, I can't think of anything more special. And stuff because okay. he's like she was talking about how she saved something for a more special occasion and then you some know. kind of thing bread she was gonna make doing some smooth talking,
1: smooth talking,
0: and then later on Anakin just doesn't understand women woman at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love I love that they go from like this sweet moment to like yeah, but
1: honey, I have to go fight in the, fight this or is like honey, I have to go fight in this war. Yeah, can you stay home just home? nope, gotta go. Bye.
0: Yeah. And then Anakin uh, Padme's all butthurt about it. Which she immediately will throw back right yeah. at him. And I love that. Super passive aggressive. I, I love how she's like, I'm not mad. Why would I be mad? And Anakin's like, Okay, good. <laughs> like yeah. it's like, no. wow, dude. You I know you're like young and this is your first relationship. You know you're not even supposed to have relationships, but dude, you really don't understand yeah. women. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, to be fair, he is quite a lot younger than Padme. Yeah. So, what is he supposed to be, like, 19, 20 right now?
0: I think we've talked about this a few yeah. times. I can't even remember. I, I think, think he's early 20s. I think he's probably,
1: like, early 20s. So, he's, so she's got to be, like, almost 30. She's five years older than him, so.
0: So, he's, she's probably just, like, mid-20s.
1: Like mid-20s, So, I mean, she does have some years much. on him. I think she's yeah. probably a little more mature than him. Oh, yes. Definitely. Anakin, great on the battlefield. Not so great with relationships. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I thought it was weird that, like, a little bit after this, Padme goes to the council because they're trying to get Senator Clovis, who I guess they imply that Padme and Senator Clovis used to be, like, an item or -hmm. whatever, like, they used to date or something like that back in college or whatever it was, uh, Space College, Um, (laughs) uh, they used to date, and so they... Try to get Padme to basically seduce Senator Clovis, and I was like, yeah. this seems like a bit of a a sleazy strategy kind of a thing here." For because both Mace Windu and Yoda, they're not like outright saying we need you to seduce Senator Clovis, but we they just kept, need
1: you to rekindle your friendship.
0: Yes, yes, they keep like. Skirting around those words the whole yeah. time, and it's it's like oh my gosh,
1: let's be real. They're like we can't we can't outright say yeah. you should seduce him, mm-hmm. but also you should seduce him.
0: Yeah, and Padme does it out of spite. Yep. Of, of Anakin. This whole this whole <laughs> this whole episode,
1: I'm like they should maybe like talk to some professionals about yeah. their relationship because this is not this is breeding some contempt.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, they really should not have assigned Anakin. To be the like the security for this mission because he's just way too close yeah. to Bad which Obi
1: One definitely knows. I mean, I saw oh, a little yeah. smirk there. He definitely knows. I mean, I think they all know. I mean, yeah.
0: they all know, but they're not saying they know. I feel like. I mean, I feel like they have to, but yeah. maybe they don't. Because even Yoda was like, I can't remember if it was this episode or if it was another one where Yoda says something along the lines of, "Like." Why would you know who he who she's close to, or why would that matter to yeah, you? Something like that. That was like this that. one. That was this one. That was this one. Um, <laughs> it, it was, was just a funny Clovis. line. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah,
1: this but this is whole this whole one is basically like a a rom com action an action rom com to me.
0: Yeah, it's like a spy like a spy romance kind yeah. of a a movie kind of a deal. Like I really appreciated it. Like if they had they had that classic like, moment when you – whenever you have a movie or a show or whatever where someone is trying to infiltrate and, like, use the other person – they have that classic yeah. moment where they go and meet at a restaurant and they mm-hmm. like talk about it and are like, oh, hello. And they yeah. start flirting with each other and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it was actually very good. It, yeah. it was very classic.
1: Also, I feel like the animators, when they're like, hey, we need you to make this this guy, this character, his name is Senator Clovis. And he's just like supposed to be really handsome and charming. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay. So they tried to give him like the super chiseled jaw. That yeah. they, I feel like they overdid the jaw and they oh, made really? him like. They made him to me seem like they were just trying really hard to be like, my whole personality is that I have a lot of charm and I think
0: i'm mm-hmm. good looking I didn't get I didn't catch that vibe as much like i I think they were definitely going for that, but I didn't think it was that bad. Mm. <laughs> I thought they' just made him a pretty boy, yeah, it's weird when they finally like they start the mission and everything, and there's those like weird sexy robots and stuff that lot Dodd has. Weird, I mean,
1: sexy robots.
0: I don't know. Like, oh, like they. The, OK. The, the, yeah. the servant droids or whatever, like they give the droids boobs and it's just awkward. <laughs> I'm just going to.
1: Uh, yeah. You know what? I did notice it now that you're talking about it. I'm just going to say it. Lot Dodd's a bit of a freak. I'm I'm uh, calling yeah. it. Lot Dodd's a bit of a freak.
0: Yeah. Like I was watching. Oh my gosh.
1: OK. You walk through. This is his bedroom. He's definitely a weirdo. I'm just saying. Yeah. It. I'm just putting it out there right now. Lot Dodd's a weirdo.
0: Like, I was watching this with Ange, and she looks over at me, and she's like, this is weird. <laughs> That's funny.
1: He does give off, like, creep vibes mm-hmm. to me.
0: It's funny because uh, there, there's so many weird moments with even, like, their attire and stuff. I don't know if you felt like this, but I feel like the, the dresses and stuff that Padme was wearing was mm-hmm. really weird.
1: It like, was of like too
0: promiscuous. Yeah, and it was kind of, like, awkward. Like, how they drew
1: it. The dress, like, reveals all of her belly. Yeah. And it just was, it felt like a very, like, intentional, like, this is supposed to be sexy.
0: Yes. Especially the next outfit she wears, like, the the backless dress thing. Like, it was just, it was just weird because it's an animated, like, show for kids. I mean, teenagers, whatever. But it was just a little strange. It felt awkward. Like, just the way that they drew her in those moments or animated her or whatever you want to call it. But. It's funny because Clovis, when Padme comes and interrupts Clovis talking to the other Separatists, which is really obvious, by the way, because what's his name, Plop or whatever the the bug guy, the Geonosis, the Genosis commander dude, I can't remember his name now. He's there, and so is Lot Dodd. They they know that oh, wow. Lot is very very likely he's skirting around it the whole time but he's very likely a separatist it's like this is so they've dealt with him so
1: many way. times amidala and la dot have so many episodes together yeah. already i feel like like he, she should have showed up and him being like nope don't trust you leave
0: yeah it's like what are you doing here like they have history dude like like
1: he's okay so i've learned two things about la Dodd. one he's a freak two he's not so bright
0: <laughs>
1: that's canon now
0: yeah but the, the moment i was trying to get to sorry i kept like back talking on myself but clovis tells padme why don't you go get dressed for dinner and i thought that moment was just like what the things she's wearing isn't good enough (laughs) (laughs) that's funny who who tells their date why don't you go change your clothes because i want you to wear something else for dinner i just thought that was funny well there's dinner attire and then there's pre-dinner yeah i guess they're fancy pants people and they have different outfits for every occasion
1: Padme being poisoned, I feel like that was super obvious, and she walked right into it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, if Anakin can sense those poisonous slugs about to attack Padme and attack the clones, why couldn't he sense the poison on the cup from Lot Dodd just as easily? I feel like he should have jumped into the rescue at this moment.
1: Ah, the poison. The poison for Padme. Padme Padme's poison.
0: (laughs) it's like i can sense everything going on in that room <laughs> oh that's
1: so creepy
0: <laughs> oh i remember that that's so creepy apparently not this time, but mannequin. see
1: again like the whole at padme poison thing even the way she's like oh i don't feel so good i must just not be feeling well like, yeah padme you're smarter than this mm-hmm. you're you're definitely smarter than this i feel like you're honestly at one i was wondering if like are you still just trying to like play this up as like the i'm adorable and you can rescue me thing
0: yeah, she's trying to be the damsel. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I feel like she definitely knows that she's – I'm I'm going to – in my head, what this now is, is that Padme is super stubborn. She's like, I may be poisoned, but I'm still getting this mission done. So she's oh, like, I'm yeah. rolling with it. I'm yeah. rolling with it.
0: I, she is a master manipulator, and she's just so determined. Yeah. Like, she is all for the Republic. I mean, she says it. She's basically on her deathbed. She's like, I did it for the Republic and stuff, And she's like, but you're dying. You're, like, you're poisoned or whatever. We need to a- – get you somewhere why did you take the hologram kind of a deal it's like i did it for the
1: republic her Which, one, her first kudos. true love was democracy <laughs> i love democracy
0: <laughs> that's awesome
1: i mean yeah she has an a love affair with democracy and anakin has a love affair with putting himself in reckless danger
0: yeah that's true
1: <laughs> uh there's a fun- they really should see a marriage counselor <laughs> And they can't because no one's supposed to know they're married. That's another reason they probably should because that's yeah. their whole relationship is a little rocky. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah,
0: 3PO is a communication expert, he should be able to help them out. <laughs> I don't think he speaks emotional intelligence. No, he doesn't. It's funny when Padme is finally to the point where she is, and like when she's on her deathbed and she's poisoned and everything, and Anakin finally shows up, he picks her up, and uh, what's the guy's name, Clovis? It's like all right come quickly we need to get her to the ship or whatever and Anakin proceeds to walk super slowly and it's like it's almost like they do like a it's, whole beat it's of a him super just passive walking to the door maybe? and I'm like I feel like he should be moving a lot faster than this Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that's true I wonder if it's just passive aggressive like I don't like this guy Mhm
0: no. Well, I mean, his wife's dying. Yeah. I feel no. like he would pick up the I pace. don't think there's a
1: way to justify that. I think that was just a mistake.
0: Yeah. Going right to the end of this episode. They they kind of leave Clovis out to dry. Kind of a thing like they, well, they, they absolutely do. They do. They abandon him. And he kind of helped out like save Padme in the end. Like, I feel like Anakin should have gave him a little bit of grace, but he's so full of jealousy yep. that he can't deal with it. Because mm-hmm. Padme ends up escaping with Anakin and C-3PO and everything on their ship back to Coruscant. And they get the, they get the antidote and all that stuff. But Clovis is like, listen, you got to give me back the hologram because he'll kill me. And they kind of just end it there. And we don't really yeah. find out well, what Well, Anakin's kind of like, guy. that's your
1: problem. Yeah. You poisoned my wife. Mm-hmm.
0: That is one aspect of this arc that they don't really wrap up. In the rest of this arc, they don't touch on that again and stuff. I can't remember. I feel like they do bring it up in future episodes, but I can't yeah, quite remember.
1: That's kind of my beef. I just realized that's kind of my beef with some of these Star Wars arcs mm-hmm. is like there's a level of continuity that's kind of abandoned in a lot in some of these episodes. Yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes they do go back like and they, they address some things, but um, yeah, I honestly cannot remember what they... Do with this. I feel like they do. I feel like they do go back to it. I hope they do. Because you kind of just wonder what the heck happened to them.
1: Also, fun fact it's Star Wars canon now. We've learned that women in the Star Wars universe still have purses. So wow. That was important to share. Good
0: good to know. Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) Even
1: it even in a galaxy far, far away, women still don't get pockets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's get to the ratings. Let's get to the ratings. Story, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I thought the story was really well done. Even though it it is that classic formula again, I thought they executed it really well. Yeah, I thought the the tension was great. The whole like love triangle thing going on. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean it's not really a love triangle, but you know, with the awkwardness of having his wife flirt with somebody else right in front of him, like that whole thing that they wrote in there, that was really fun. The the writing was pretty good in this one. I felt like. Top of the sevens for me, 7.9. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, really enjoyed it. I gave it a little bit lower score. I gave it a 7.4. Hmm. Artistry, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I felt like this was kind of like a little bit average in many ways, but it really was well done. Yeah. I, I thought the, the visual, like stylistic stuff they were doing with just a lot of the shadows and everything in the different dark rooms and stuff, I thought the atmosphere that they were kind of creating was really well done with the artistry i thought the performances were good um actually i think this was one of anakin's better acting performances so far honestly yeah. in this one i feel like I there wasn't agree. too many lines where i was like oh my gosh there's anakin being a little bit cheesy as far as like his execution goes for like the skills so yeah artistry 7.4 for me mm.
1: one off i gave it a 7.3 hmm this was like an, a very average yeah run of the Middle of the road kind of thing. Yeah, so, I, th-
0: I thought it was. Yeah, it was, it was good.
1: It was, I had no problems with it. I had no problems with it. So.
0: Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Entertainment value, really high. I, I honestly, I really loved this episode a lot. It was very
1: entertaining. Mm-hmm. I was very entertained the entire time. I gave it a seven point eight, just because. Just cause, one, I really liked the, the like, banter or drama mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Anakin and Padme. Yeah, and I just. Like the way Obi-Wan smirks at Anakin that just like bumped it up for me just that one little bit cuz I'm like, "Oh, he knows. He knows yeah. so well. Anakin's
0: not good at hiding things mm-hmm. from Obi." This this was a really fun yeah. episode to just so, I think I watch. said it but I gave it a 7.8. I gave it an 8.1. Wow. it broke into the 8s for me. It was it was so fun. You normally fun. don't no, it takes a lot for an episode to go all the way into the eights for me. Like, it was just, it was great. I feel like yeah. this is one of those, like, you got to see this one if you're watching the Clone Wars. You got to you gotta include this in your watch order because it's, it's really fun. It's worth watching. Yep.
1: Um, yeah, not to go out of order, but I do just want to say that if Lot Dog gives me an antidote for poison that he gave me,
0: I'm not trusting it. I know. I had that same thought. I was like, how do they even know that this no. was the actual antidote? They put a lot of trust no. in him in that moment. My average is a 7.8. My average is a 7.9. 7.9.
1: Sorry, 7.5. 7.5 is my average.
0: Okay, I was going to say, how did we get so
1: (laughs) close? So so both of our average combined are a 7.7.
0: That makes Senate Spy Season 2 Episode 4 a 7.7. Awesome. On the Millennial Falcon scale. All right, let's go on to the next one. Tom,
2: why don't you hit it? Take it away. Let it rip.
1: Let it rip, tater chip.
2: Counter-attack! With the clone army stretched in a desperate attempt to engage General Grievous' starfleet, Separatist planets that were once thought secure are now rising up against the Republic. On Geonosis, Separatist leader Pago the Lesser, safe in his newly ray-shielded factories, creates thousands of terrible new weapons which march off the assembly line against the outnumbered clone army. The Jedi, resolute in their effort to restore order to the Republic, mount a massive invasion to retake Geonosis, and shut down Poggle's factories of terror once and for all. This episode was friggin' awesome.
1: Hold the phone a little bit. Don't be so rude. You gotta
0: thank Tom. Oh, Tom. So sorry, Tom. So sorry, Tom. Tom, 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 Tom. Tom. I love you, Tom. Thank Thank you, Tom. Thank you. (laughs) I gotta hand myself. Show some
1: respect for our <laughs> our Star Wars elders here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This was just so much
0: fun. I this love this really episode. Fun. This was so good. All right, let's get to the official description so we can just like dive into this because I got stuff to say. Do you want to do it?
1: Sure. Anakin, Ahsoka, Obi Wan, and Kai Adi Mundi lead a landing party to destroy a droid factory on Geonosis.
0: Short and sweet. I think it's Kiadi Adi Mundi.
1: Oh yeah, 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 you're right. I'm. It's very fun that we're back on Geonosis. I know, isn't and I, that love that, fun? I love that. I love that Obi Wan makes that. It's a little ahead of the episode, but he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, last time I was here, I was strapped to a pole and <laughs> monsters yeah. are chasing me." He's like, "Well, that doesn't." And then something like the uh, mm-hmm. one of the clones like, well, "That doesn't sound like that." It was a lot of fun. He's like, "Well, it was for the Geonosians."
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was good callback. I love that too.
1: I like that. That was funny.
0: It's cool that they made a note of of saying that Cody wasn't there yet because he asks Cody, like he's talking to Cody about being chained up and stuff. Um, it, it was fun that he made that note of like Cody wasn't, I don't know if it was that Cody wasn't in service yet at the Attack of the Clones or if he just wasn't at that fight. But it was just kind of a cool little canon yeah. knowledge moment to know that Cody wasn't there. Wasn't Rex
1: in that movie though? Uh, oh, maybe not. I actually can't remember. No, because that was the origin of the clones that episode or that movie. So I don't know. Anyways, moving along. Yeah.
0: This episode does a great job at showing the attack power of the Geonosians. Like yeah. they were wrecking face in this episode. <laughs> like <laughs> Wrecking face? I've never heard that before. <laughs> like the Geonosians, like they're bugs, but... They pack a punch. Like, they're actually, like, really yeah. good aim. They're taking out so many clones. It's like so many clones died in this episode. Yeah. It, it was just, it was a really, really cool, well-done battle scene. Yeah. Again,
1: yeah. I'm saying this. If I was the treasurer of the Separatists, mm-hmm. not, I'm not making droids. I'm using Geonosians.
0: Yeah. Dude, just breed more Geonosians because yeah. they're killer, literally. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I really like their bomber ships. Yeah. They look really cool. The Y Wings. The Y-Wing Bombers. Yeah, that's what those are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Y Wing Bombers are cool. I I think the, the Republic
1: Army hardware just looks a lot cooler than the Separatist stuff.
0: Yeah, we get some really cool different like types of clone armor. Mm-hmm. Like they, they show off what I believe is the special ops armor. So, like, it's that brown armor with those, like, huge earmuff kind of a things that a lot of the yeah. clones are wearing in this. It's, like, special ops. So, it's, like, these, like, extra elite clones that are in this one. So, I think that's that's really cool to just, like, see all that different variety and the rankings and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. This one is very action heavy.
0: Super action heavy. But they do a really good job at it. Oh, it's like, phenomenal. It's very well done. The action is is so good like I, I honestly, this was probably the most exciting like action scenes I think we've had yet, yeah, in my opinion yeah like okay. this this was really really fun i always i think
1: i i think I just always really enjoy seeing Rex now,
0: oh yeah. Rex is one of my favorites.
1: Dude, I remember like, I can't like, I remember like, oh, yeah. on, I can't like the clones. They suck. They are betrayers. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, these are these are cool people. And See? I feel bad now.
0: Yeah, I told you. I was like, just wait. You'll become attached to them. <laughs> Which
1: now, but I'm also like torn because Rex and Cody are clones and then they're going to betray them. And I'm like, what the heck, man? You can't <sighs> betray them. I, I so want to say
0: things that I just can't say. Oh, you just did. <laughs> No, I didn't. Mm, no, I'm, they do betray them. You're right. But I just I don't want to trust talk you. about those scenes because they show those scenes where they betray them and they're really fun. I don't trust you now. Well, I mean, they're really sad, but.
1: <laughs> Moving along. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, also, Kayati Mundi being in this episode mm-hmm. was a real treat. Yeah. I like that.
0: We haven't had too much of him. Like this no. this uh, much extended scenes with him. It was really fun to just That's hear him gonna dialogue. That's going to bump up the
1: ratings for me. Just Kayati yeah. Mundi being here.
0: It was actually really cool to see they had basically three different squadrons all coming from different angles mm-hmm. to go towards this central meeting point and which was, like, a really cool, like, strategic thing that they were doing here. And it was just really interesting to see them actually show the damage of the crash landings because each one of them, each one of the squadrons ended up crash landing. Like a a lot of, like, with all the Jedi's in them. Like, normally you see a whole bunch of, like, clones in in their ships crash land. But in the past, it's always been, well, the Jedi ships always make it somehow. (laughs) Yeah, they always have the plot armor. But in this one, they crash. And I love how Mm -hmm. they actually show them getting damaged. Like, Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan gets damaged. Obi-Wan gets gets damaged. Like, they all have battle damage. And some of the clones die in the crash, others don't. But they actually had consequences to being like, shot down, which mm-hmm. I love that they did that. It just made yeah. it made the stakes of this battle just seem so much higher because they actually could get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to see that.
1: Along with the crash thing, you do like, when Ahsoka and Obi-Wan hear that Obi-Wan hasn't been found, like, you see, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't specifically remember anywhere, but I feel like you just see that Obi-Wan, or you see that Anakin has matured a little bit. Yeah. Because I feel like Anakin, like, maybe a year prior to this, would have like wanted to rush off and find Obi Wan, yes, but it's yes, like you're I, right. I I wanna like we have to do
0: mm. Obi Wan would have, would want us to stay and like finish this. That's a that's cool that you know said so that's really good that's yeah. really good. Yeah, you're right. He really has grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I could totally see early Anakin just rushing in, like you said. Mm. Yeah, that's a cool catch. Did you notice that they had Boyle and Waxer back? Yeah, from the episode where they're yeah. they're the two clones that were walking around and calling the Twi'lek people tailheads, yep, and stuff, and walking around with that little girl. So they're back, and they're the ones that kind of cut into, or well, they go and investigate Obi Wan's crash landing, yep. to try to save him to get him out of the battle zone.
1: I have an odd question. Yeah. Are is. A lightsaber only able to be used by somebody who can wield the force. No. So why don't they give the clones lightsabers?
0: Because they're very difficult to use. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. It's a it's a Jedi's weapon because the you, technically anybody can pick up a lightsaber and use it. Because case in point, General Grievous. He has four of them <laughs> most of the time. Um, Wouldn't General Grievous be able to use the force? He's not a Sith. He doesn't use the Force. Oh, I didn't know he wasn't a Sith. No, he's not. He's just a general. Oh. He's just like a, a big dude. He's just like uh, Lot Dodd. You know, he's just like another guy in the army, except he's ruthless. Oh, interesting. Okay. But no, he doesn't have the Force. But yeah, anybody can technically pick one up, but it takes using the Force to be able to actually like hone your skills and actually like take advantage of your like connection with the kyber crystals and stuff in the lightsaber there, there is a lot of like I, I, I truthfully don't know enough about this to be able to speak too much into it. But I do know that there is some lore about the Force and having like a connection to the Kyber crystal itself and stuff. There is some episodes that kind of touch on that a bit in the Clone Wars, more so in Rebels, I think actually. But, but yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. a little aside. Yeah, but Boyle and Waxer made special ops. Yep. I guess because they had that really advanced armor. Because it was fun. Because in the last episode we seen them in, they're like, "Well, I guess we're the best." Because I think it was Obi Wan or one of the Jedi was like, "Give me your best troopers to go and investigate this or do that." Like, and they picked Boil and Waxer. And like, well, I guess we're the best. And they really were the best because they made special Good. ops. Good for them. Good for awa- them. I always like those boys. Good for you, goatee guy.
1: Yep. I felt bad for Obi Wan. He seemed like he got hurt the worst in that landing. Yeah, like Kenny Money was
0: hurt too, but he at least he doesn't he could still look walk. hurt. He just looks really tired and like worn down. Kenny Money, so, uh, Obi, oh Obi, yeah. No, I think he's hurt because he's yeah. like he like doesn't want to get up. It's almost like he cracked a rib or something. Yeah,
1: but you don't see like any like visible injuries. So no, it might it's have just been like a rib stance. or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was such a cool little, like, it was literally like a five-second scene. But it was just cool that they showed Kiati Mundi cutting out those, like, big spikes that stop the land units from moving in. And he's literally cutting down those massive mm-hmm. spikes so the walkers can get through that path. I just thought that whole element was just, yeah. like, a really cool That's tactical. a good attention to detail. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. good attention to detail. Really cool yep. aspect there. Oh, it's so funny. Later in this episode when ahsoka starts sassing anakin about the wall and everything like the fortress wall because yeah, really in the beginning of the episode they're looking at that wall and anakin's like we won't be going anywhere near that snips and then they get to it and she's like you said we were gonna go here i warned you about this and all this stuff and it's and kind of didn't like you want to listen yeah yeah no. it's just it was it was a fun little sass moment <laughs>
1: I really like the, the dynamic between Anakin and Ahsoka, though, because, like, sometimes he'll act like the teacher, and then other times I feel like they're related. Like, It's like he's like the big he's brother. The big bro- yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's always some level – like, especially in this one, I love that there's, the, like, the level of competition of, like, well, how many draws do you take out? Oh, yeah. Because I love in the end of the episode to, – not to, like, jump forward too much, but – That's okay. I love when they're like, like, what was your total? And he's like – and I think Anakin says um, – Fifty. And then Ahsoka's like, I killed fifty-five. And later on, Kiati's Ki- is like, by the way, he's basically like, Oh, by the way, I killed sixty five. So but well,
0: he just says like sixty-five. Yeah. And he's yeah, 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 yeah. like, What? He's like, sixty-five. And that's something like oh, okay, kill. since we're talking about it now, I had a comment about this, but he's like, sixty-five. And he's like, What do I win?
2: <laughs> and Anakin's
0: <laughs> like my everlasting respect. respect. Uh, and then he looks so disappointed. <laughs> I thought that was really He's funny. Like, what? I don't want your stupid respect.
1: <laughs> it's like what a lame
0: prize. That's because you're cheap. Not what he says, but he, he looks cheap. Like
1: that. <laughs> He's like, "You're cheap. Give me a prize." Uh, I, I laughed out loud when I, like I saw his expression. Because <laughs> normally the Jedi are not the comic relief ones.
0: Obi, not, not them uh, anyway. Yoda has some really good comic relief moments. Yeah, though. the Jedi Masters are usually a bit more serious. Because Anakin has not been granted the rank of master.
1: No, yep. He's a little, a little butthurt over that, probably. <laughs> How old would Master Mundi be? He just uh, seems Ki-adi like Mundi? old to me.
0: Yeah, he's like an old wise Jedi. I mean, he's a different alien species, right? So mm-hmm. who knows what age actually means? I mean, Yoda is like 600 plus years old, right? Yeah. So, Or 900. Isn't it like when 900 years old you reach, look as good you will not? Isn't that the line? I think it is.
1: Anyway, Fans he don't owed. hate me if I got that wrong. <laughs> he owed. I also, along the note of them having a competition, I love that as they're fighting, they're like mentally like, that's one. That's two. That's yeah, three. That's they're four. they're counting in their heads the whole time. Like, that just shows you the dedication of like, uh-huh. I'm going to beat you. Yeah. Always trying to one-up each other. Yeah, that's funny.
0: Um, It was... This is one of those nitpicking moments for me where I don't really actually have a problem with it. I just... It was one of those, wow, that was convenient. They... Anakin and Ahsoka shoot their grappling hooks to the top of the cliff so that they could kind of get up onto the wall to take out Mm -hmm. some of the droids. There was two rocks. Just super convenient. I thought the same thing. (laughs) The whole cliff only had two rocks, and they just so happened to be where the grappling hooks landed. I mean, they used the force maybe, but it was just, well, that was very convenient. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool, though, to see them like get up onto that wall and mm-hmm. and take them all out and everything and and just seeing like it, it had a really cool establishing moment of how good of a commander and a leader Rex is because he's he's being aware of the entire battle because he looks up at the top. he sees ahsoka and Anakin fighting a wave of droids and droid to cars and everything. And he tells one of his uh, troopers like, focus your fire on on those droids mm-hmm. on the top of the wall because they're all trying to fire at the other guns and stuff that are everywhere. He's like, "Okay, we need to assist them because they're getting overrun up there." He's like he's he's looking mm-hmm. everywhere. It's just a really cool moment of establishing Rex's leadership skills. Yeah.
1: I like that scene too because as they're on the wall and they like they plant the explosives. Mm-hmm. I love that that they just jump and I love that Anakin is just like, "Okay, by Rex," and just like yeah, because Rex gets up him, there eventually. Like forces him off the wall. Yeah. And it's just really funny, like you couldn't give him like some warning, like, hey, place yeah. yourself. Like it's just like Zoop,
0: boom. Yep, they just pick up Rex it's just drop really him funny. off the wall. I just I, <laughs>
1: that just made me laugh so much.
0: It was a really cool force scene too of just them like landing yeah. that huge of a jump. Because it's a massive yeah. wall. And I thought the
1: same thing. And then yeah. I love that Rex is like, next time just tell me to jump. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was a really a fun scene.
1: I also thought the flamethrowers were cool.
0: That's what I was about to say. Yeah, Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, It's like they should have been using those the whole time. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Also, the CGI on those flames was really good.
0: Yeah, the the animation. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was really really cool.
1: Sorry, animation, not CGI.
0: Yeah, I mean, technically it is computer-graded. It it is technically computer-generated imagery, so you're not wrong, um, but the entire show is CGI Mm -hmm. technically. (laughs) Yeah. It is it is just so I know I mentioned this already, but it is really cool to just hear more dialogue from Kiati Mundi Cause in the past it's he's always just had those like one lines mm-hmm. and stuff. Like anytime he's been in any scene, even in the movies and stuff, he's always just had, What about the attack on the Wookiees? Like that's his most famous line from <laughs> What the about movies. the attack on the Wookiees? <laughs> and stuff. He just I love always that. has those like two cent comments. But we get a whole bunch of dialogue from yeah. him and it's just really cool to see him Communicate with people and stuff. You just you get a little bit more yeah. of his character.
1: I just I really love how much we get to know all the different Jedi. Yeah. In Clone Wars, Plo Koon, mm-hmm. that other guy. <laughs> um
0: Love how we get to know those people. You know that one guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. The oh, I forget his name now. But anyway, He's, are you talking about Squidhead guy, Jedi Master? Anyway. Yep, anyway. It's really cool to see all the different like Jedi masters and learn about them.
0: Mm. This was just such an intense war.
1: Yeah, and they really like they didn't really hold punches on this one no. for the Jedi, like and the clones, like they they suffered too. Oh my gosh! I really love the scene when like right before reinforcements come, you see Obi Wan's like determined, like he wants mm-hmm. to he wants to still join the fight. Yeah, but once he sees reinforcements come, he's like, okay, I gotta just. Yeah, I gotta. Like, I okay, gotta right sit down. back down.
0: Yeah, that was so cool. That was so cool. It really shows his character too, because mm-hmm. he's like, okay, we're about to be overrun. I have broken ribs, probably, or whatever his injury is. Um, but he's like, I'm in severe pain right now, but I'm going to get up on my feet yeah. and put my light up. I'm going to fight to the death kind of a thing mm-hmm. um, for my men. And then he didn't have to. Yeah. But it just it really shows his character. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. There's a really <laughs> cool scene. <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you're about to say, and I loved it. There's a scene where Anakin's basically like leading this final charge, and he has his light Cybertron, and they run through a shield. You can't put a lightsaber through a shield, but he just goes through it.
1: <laughs> okay, so I didn't know what you were about to say.
0: <laughs> I just thought that was like, what? Okay. And they kind of just had a little bit of a error there, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it did look really cool. That's was, what
1: I thought you were going to say. It did. It looked really sweet.
0: Yeah, just like that long, like, mm-hmm. that, it was like that big giant one take of them just like charging. Yeah. It, it was really cool. And like yeah. that wide shot, too. It, mm-hmm. it was really fun. One last one last comment. Yeah. And it's kind of the very beginning, like the actual literal beginning of this entire episode, is the opening quote. You know how they do those opening quotes mm-hmm. every episode? This one was so good, is believe in yourself or no one else will. And I was like, that's really mm-hmm. true. It's like if you were to look at somebody that didn't believe in themselves, it'd be really hard to believe in them. I just I just thought that was a great quote.
1: Yeah. Sometimes they do have some really good little
0: proverbs in the yeah. beginning of their yeah, it's like little thinkers yeah. and and everything. I love it. Yeah. All right, should we get to the ratings? Let's get to the ratings. <laughs> he didn't. He sounded almost annoyed there. Oh, let's get to the ratings. Let's just do the ratings real quick. Let's just jump into it.
1: <laughs> let's just jump into the ratings. I was trying to be Napoleon Dynamite. Is what <laughs> I, I was know. trying to do.
0: <laughs> Story, dude. I I. This might be my highest-rated <laughs> episode. I can't like get over how much I absolutely loved this one. It was a thrill. Like every aspect of this episode was just top tier. Like, it, like as far as what we've seen so far, in comparison, eight point two. Wow. Okay. Love the story. I thought the wow. writing of this battle and just the pacing and how you really feel the weight and like the the tension wrote the entire war was just so cool like they really wrote this so yeah. well like it's it's i feel like it's it's difficult to write action well to make you like feel it like it, it's cool to just like well that was a cool action scene but this one really made you feel the um the cost mm-hmm. of of the battle and like the potential risks and stuff it was just it was so well done the acting like the everything the, the dialogue, the the writing and everything, so, so good. 8.2. Yeah. I gave it 8.1. 8.1? Yeah. I thought it
1: was really well done. Mm-hmm. um I really loved, like, this was, like, a very action-heavy, very, like, but it made you feel the, the weight of war. Yes. Almost. And it was really, it was just, it was also just really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. was just a visual spectacular, I thought.
0: Yeah. Artistry. I give it a 7.9. It, it almost hit, like, great territory for me just because they mm-hmm. really did do a really wonderful job with a lot of the visuals of the war itself. Just a lot of the action was, was so cool, so well done. The acting was great, like I already said. Acting kind of always is hard to <laughs> separate because the acting is a art, so that's why it's in artistry. Um, but dialogue, the writing, is in story. Anyway, that's a, that's a side note. Yeah. But, yeah, I I gave it a 7.9. I thought Artistry was top of the sevens for me.
1: Yeah, I would say the same. I gave it a 7.6. 7.6? Yep.
0: Nice. Entertainment value? 8.6, man. Wow. Okay. Loved this one. Loved this one. I was so entertained. (laughs) Josh
1: really, really liked this episode.
0: 8.6. This is an episode that I feel like anybody, if you've never even seen a single episode of The Clone Wars, ever... And you went and watched this one on its own without seeing anything else that happened before or after, you would have a good time. Yeah, this was just fun. This was just a really fun Star Wars episode. I think you
1: loved this episode a lot more than I did. Yeah, um, apparently, <laughs> I still really liked it. I just wouldn't say it's like the most amazing thing ever.
0: I didn't say I, ever.
1: I gave it a seven point seven. It's in the eights, not the nines. But it's
0: good. <laughs> You gave it seven point seven? Yeah.
1: Okay. You're like, okay, All I mean right, that well, sucks, hard, but right, whatever.
0: <laughs> which
1: gives <laughs> which brings my total to a seven point eight. I, you can't I, yell at me for rating low <laughs> when it's a seven point eight average. Get out of town. I'm, I'm pulling
0: your leg. <laughs> Get out of here. My average is an eight point two. One of my very few eight average. Clone Wars episodes so our average is an 8 for this episode nice deserving of it in my opinion so landing at Point Rain season 2 episode 5 8.0 alright let's get into that next episode this is the last one last one for this recording the arc's not over
2: but here we go Tom take it away The Final Surge! Having learned of Warlord Poggle the Lesser's plot to rebuild a Separatist droid foundry on Geonosis, Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker and his Padawan Ahsoka Tano prepare to assault this heavily fortified installation. Their mission, destroy the factory at all cost. Anticipating stiff resistance, Republic commanders send Jedi Master Luminara Unduli and her Padawan Barriss Offee to reinforce the attack. But time runs short for our intrepid heroes as the dreaded droid mill nears completion.
0: Thanks, Tom.
1: Thanks, Tom. So I have the official description here ready for you. Go for it. So the official description for this episode is Luminara and Anakin act as decoys to, di- to divert new enemy super tanks while Padawans Barriss Offee and Ahsoka attempt to destroy a separatist droid factory. Yep. That's it. That's that. That's the episode. I have a little bit of beef with this one right off the bat. Really. I don't like when they're like Okay, so the last episode was really well done with the like battles and everything. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, they just tried to add in this new element of like, "Oh, Anakin doesn't trust how Ahsoka handles like briefings and little nitpicky things." That kind of bugged me. Like I felt like they were trying to force some oh, contention.
0: Yeah, that that was a little annoying to me too.
1: Like I felt like they were really trying to force like, yeah.
0: he kept like talking over her mm-hmm. in the briefing. Yeah. But
1: I think it's annoying because they've done that in other ones. Like she's not ready, but she is kind of deal. Like we've we've had that story before. Mm-hmm. Let's, I think we've played that out a lot.
0: Yeah, I did love Luminara and Baris Alfie. Um Luminara we've seen before, right? Yes, like in this so far. Um, she's great. I love Luminara. I think she's
1: the exact opposite to Anakin. Yeah. Anakin is brash and like really like Mm -hmm. quick to move and she's like, let me think about this and let me like evaluate. Even with her own Padawan, she seems like Mm -hmm. well we'll get to that. She's very logical. Yes.
0: She's very logical. Like I remember now she was in the episode where she attacked Asaj Ventress. Her and Mm -hmm. Ahsoka were working together. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she she's very skilled. Like, she's a very skilled fighter, very wise. She also gives mm-hmm. the vibe of just being one of those super wise Jedi Masters yep. kind of a thing. I love Barris though. Barris is yeah. such a cool apprentice. There's a lot more episodes with her. Nice. And I, I love her. She's one of my favorite do we apprentice ever a, characters. Do we ever
1: got a live-action Barris or Luminara?
0: I don't think so. Uh, actually, I think Luminara is live-action, possibly, like, uh, in the background somewhere. If I remember right, I can't quite remember that. But definitely, I do not think Barris.
1: I kind of thought Barris looks a little bit like Ventress slightly to me. So I wondered if they were the same species. No, they're no, not. No, no, they're, they're not. Me. She's
0: green. Now, nope. Saj Ventress is Daphimir, I'm pretty sure. She's the same species as Darth Maul, she's a female version. We have had live action Luminara. Oh, nice. Where? Yeah, she was in Attack of the Clones. Oh, Okay. That's cool. After we watch that and see if I can spot her, I, I think it was one of those scenes where uh, I'm just guessing. I could be wrong about this fans. I'm really sorry. Uh, I think she was one of those like many many cameos we had in that giant arena scene mm-hmm. where there's just tons of Jedi's all over the place. Like Yaddi Mundi was yeah. there and Luminara and Plo Koon, and uh, that guy we're forgetting all the time, Squidhead guy, Kit Fisto. Yes, Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. He's so awesome. Yeah, I don't have too many notes on this episode. I just Yeah. Not it really. was really fun. Honestly, this is another really really great episode for me. Personally really enjoyed it. Yeah. This was another one of those let's destroy the bridge episodes. Mm-hmm. Which those are fun. I was I don't know. Yeah, this is also I think this is one of the most outrageous moments where it's like, how the heck did Rex survive when so basically Ahsoka or not Ahsoka, Anakin and um oh, we just said her name. Luminara. Luminara. Thank you. Anakin and Luminara are basically leading a bunch of the clones to walk right across the bridge in like a head on assault and stuff. Which is such a stupid strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great way to kill almost all of your clones and stuff. Like, you're going to take out a lot of them too. Well, but that is man. their distraction, though. Yeah, they're doing it so. as a distraction. Like you said, he wanted to make but it like a, an easy target. It's a bad strategic yeah. strategical Rex, move. Rex is at the front of the lines. The front, the very front. You'd think he would have been one of the first persons to be targeted mm-hmm. and shot at, which yep. he might have been. He just didn't get hit. But, man. He's just too good. Rex is so skilled. He's got skills. He's got the skills that kills. Mm -hmm. Wow. Nice. I did have one gripe, one bigger gripe with this episode, which is a major structure of the plot in this one, and I feel like there's one very simple thing that would have just fixed it, is why didn't they just bring the map? When Barris and Ahsoka are navigating the, the catacombs or whatever... They should have just brought the map because she had Barris memorize yes, the entire thing, right. which is unbelievable with how much like ins and outs and ups and downs there is in that. So that's an insane task to memorize all of that. And she does struggle with it a little bit. Like she ends up getting it figured out. Mm-hmm. But why didn't they just bring a friggin' map with them? Yep. They could have brought a map. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that is a common thing to do in Star Wars, to have a map yep. in your hand, but they don't do it. <laughs> I also
1: noticed like there's a very distinct difference, like even just in how Barris and Ahsoka are dressed. That yes. makes it seem like Barris is the much more like reserved, calculating mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Like she's got like the whole robe and like the traditional, dress. The yeah. traditional dress and everything. And then there's Ahsoka with a tube the, top. With the annoying tube top <laughs> being all like willingly free yeah, it's speech. A, it's a culture girl, thing. So. It's a cultural yeah. thing too, but it just—it just further drives how different mm-hmm. they are. Yes, but it I does. like that they still like are working really well together.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they, friends.
1: They—they they, like. I feel like they're kind of rubbing each other wrong for a little bit, and then they're mm-hmm. like, "Okay, we're in battle together. We can."
0: Yeah. Like, it was cool to see them just kind of, like, sneaking through the catacombs, through all the G- G- oceans and everything. And they, like, there's that scene where they have to go through that hall where there's just tons mm-hmm. of G- oceans just, like, sleeping against the wall. That'd be so um, creepy. Yeah, it would be super creepy and scary. But they did it. There is some, a really cool thing that they did do in this, and I have a question for you. Yeah, I, sure. I, I didn't look this up, and I should have. I just didn't have time. But the super tanks, they introduce a new Separatist weapon. The super tank and the tactical droid was talking about how this is like their secret weapon that they've been working on and stuff. And I'm wondering because this takes place right after the Zilla Beast. Oh, I think I know where you're going. I'm wondering because this this super tank's armor is basically impenetrable, and that's and they comment about how it is. And even Rex, like they're bombarding the super tanks with like tons of ammunition from their tanks, and Rex makes a comment saying like nothing could survive. Mm. That kind of a blast. That makes so much sense. And I'm wondering if possibly they use the Zillow Beast armor to kind of enhance the super tanks. Is that how they figured out how to get such a strong armor because of the Zillow Beasts? I don't know. But that's my personal theory. Whether or not it's true, I do not know. But the super tanks were really cool. They had like um, – I don't remember what these things are called, but it's like a classic military vehicle where they just launch all those, like, Seeker missiles into the sky and they kind of, like, rain down on things. It was just, like, a really cool <laughs> tactical tank. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That definitely makes sense. I feel like that... I was just looking it up a little bit. I didn't see anything, but that definitely feel... I feel like that makes sense. Because, I like, even we talked about this last time, I feel like the whole time Palpatine was trying to, like, yeah. get that thing, he seemed really adamant, mm-hmm. and it would make a lot of sense that he would, like, secretly try to hold that
0: back mm-hmm. for the for the separatists yeah yeah it does yeah we get poggle here poggle the lesser that's the name of the the geonosian that's hilarious his name, um, is, poggle the lesser. Yes. <laughs> his name is poggle the lesser uh yeah that's the geonosian leader dude um yeah he's basically the guy they're trying to get the whole time yeah. trying to go get him and apprehend him and they eventually do yeah. also but... if you notice
1: these these um tanks. Mm -hmm. They also have the same orangey hue that the
0: Zillow Beast kind of had. They do. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. So, maybe it is. I'm gonna have to look this up. Yeah. Okay. Pause for research. I forgot about that too. I don't,
1: I couldn't find anything. I don't know if we're gonna find it. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, couldn't find anything. There is other people that have the same fan theory as me, so. I feel supported. I also definitely
1: agree with you. Mm-hmm. Wow, we actually agree on a theory together. Mm-hmm. Feels plausible. Hashtag Jar Jar's too dumb, so the Force uses him at <laughs> <it> will. <laughs>
0: uh, there is a fun scene right at the end where Soka and Barris are both just laying bombs inside the factory to blow it up mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And she ends up throwing a bomb at the tank um, and the tactical droid standing right next to it. And I love it. He's like, ha, 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 ha. like silly girl or whatever. This is mm-hmm. indestructible. And then it just blows him up. Yeah. I just, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. um, False yeah, the, sense of
1: security. March. Yes.
0: It was cool. Just the whole premise of this episode about how they ended up using the tank in the end to blow it up. And they were willing to sacrifice themselves because they didn't know if the tank's armor would be strong enough to actually Make them survive survive. such a massive blast. And it did. They ended up surviving. And, you know, Anakin and the Luminara. Luminara.
1: Anakin and Luminara.
0: Yeah. Anakin and Luminara ended up digging them up and finding them at the end. I mean, after a lot of banter and discussion about Mm -hmm. if Luminara even cares about her Padawan potentially being dead under all this rubble and everything. But yeah, that was another moment where it's like Anakin is very aggressively like, no, we are going to go find Ahsoka. She's still alive. I'm not willing to give up mm-hmm. and stuff. And Luminara's is like, listen, I haven't given up either, but I'm ready to let go if I need to. Yeah, uh, She's just very mature.
1: So, and again, I don't know all the details. I mm-hmm. don't, I think I know none of the details, honestly. I feel like this is all... This, like, I really care about my Padawan is really, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know Anakin betrays everybody, anyways. This, something big happens with Ahsoka. I just know mm-hmm. it. I, I feel it in my bones, the force. <laughs> you is feel with the force. <laughs> something bad is gonna happen with Ahsoka. And I know from Tales of the Jedi, she leaves the Jedi. So I feel like his betrayal is what, like, she's like, nope, can't do it. No more Jedi for me. I'm very excited for you to eventually get there. Okay, that tells me I'm wrong.
0: I don't know. I'm not saying anything. You know what? I, okay, side note to potentially cut, but maybe we will leave this in. I I had a thought. With, with this podcast and listeners, if I do end up publishing this conversation, please give me your feedback. I really want to hear your thoughts on this as a listener as to what is more enjoyable. One of the things that John and I always talk about uh, with this podcast is I think something that makes us interesting is that I know everything about Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know everything about Star Wars Okay, I didn't mean for that to come across that way I know a lot, I do not know everything I know a lot about Star Wars I've seen everything I think is what I'm meant to say I've seen everything from Star Wars and I just I really love that, it I know everything about Star I know Wars Everything? Uh, no, I do not know everything at all <laughs> Um, I've seen all of the shows. I've seen all of Clone Wars before. I know what's happening. John doesn't know Zip. And I think that's always kind of made it interesting Mm -hmm. to hear a newcomer's perspective on things. I think that's really interesting. But one of the things that this has made difficult on this show is to have interesting comments about stuff that happens in the future that I can't talk about without spoiling stuff for you. And I'm wondering if you guys, as fans listening at home, what is more interesting? Us having banter about future content and spoiling things for John? Or is it more interesting to keep John spoiler free? Yeah. I mean I know you have your own opinions. I don't think I want you the want... spoilers. You do want the spoilers? But I also don't. Yeah. But I really want the spoilers. Because, I mean, come on, fans. How much fun is this going to be for him to actually, like, hear his reactions to what happens with Ahsoka? Dude, we got to do a live stream of that somehow, I think. And also, like, everything that happens with Kanan when we eventually get there. You don't even know who I'm talking about. And just, like, there's so many cool moments in these series that we're eventually going to get to throughout the canon that John just doesn't have a clue. Everything with Baby Yoda or Grogu. Like John doesn't know anything. I wish to see the baby. That's all, all I know. <laughs> oh, man, there's just so many cool moments. The thing that John does know is that Luke is uh Darth Vader's or Darth Vader's Sorry. Luke's father. Darth I son. He's seen all of the movies, but he yeah. doesn't know anything from any single yeah. show. So Like all the all the movies I've seen now. Yes. So. Yes. You know I know the canon. basics. Yeah, you know the basics. I know That's the
1: true. real Star Wars stuff,
0: not the extras. Yeah.
1: Wow. No, I'm just he kidding. I mad. love the extras. <laughs>
0: um, yes, let us know your opinions on that. And John, you let us us know your
1: opinions on that too. I want spoilers but I also don't. I don't know. I'm conflicted.
0: I know. I'm anyway. conflicted too. Anyway, we haven't even got Annie to the ratings yet in this one. Let's wrap this baby up.
1: I do want to say like The lighting and the lightsaber when they're stuck in the tank. Mm -hmm. It just looks really cool.
0: It does look cool. Very cool atmosphere. Yeah. Ratings? Ratings. Story. A million. Wow. Tell me how you really feel.
1: Mm, You know what? Um, This one wasn't honestly my favorite. It was good. It wasn't Mm -hmm. my favorite. I'm going to give it a 7.1.
0: 7.1? Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed this one a lot. Um I, I gave it a seven point seven. I gave it a seven point seven. I think it's 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 very, very fun, really well written. The dialogue was great. There's a lot of really cool just conversations. I think I just
1: had issues with the pacing. It felt yeah. like it felt like it really was slow and then towards the end it's like we need to rush this, like we we mm. rescued them.
0: Honestly, I yeah, feel like the rescue
1: could have been another episode, but whatever.
0: I feel that. I feel that. I, I that is actually a good point. Yeah, 7.7, 7, I'm going to stand with that. I mean, I definitely didn't think this episode was great, but it was very good. Yeah. Artistry, again, top of the sevens for me, 7.9. Yep. Yeah. I, th- I gave it a 7.6. 7.6? 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun visuals. Um. Yeah, not too much to say about that that we are, haven't already said. Entertainment value. I was very entertained by this one. Loved it. Had a lot of fun. I almost want to change my rating right now. I think I'm going to.
1: Well, while you do that, I'm going to say I'm going to give this one a 7.8 because I was still entertained. It yeah. was fun. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think a 7.8 is fair to me.
0: Yeah. This one this one was really fun. I, I was so, so close to just giving this like an 8.0, but I think I'm going to put it as 7.9. It is so close to being great for me, though, for entertainment value. It's just this was just a really fun watch. Yeah. Yeah. So my average is 7.5. Mine is a 7.8.
1: That means that our Millennial Falcon rating for this episode
0: is a 7.7. 7.7 Weapons Factory Season 2 Episode 6. Join us next time. We'd watch something, I'm sure.
1: As we wrap up the Geonosis arc with the last two episodes, episodes 7 and 8. That's right. Also, follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Falcon Podcast.
0: Do it. Do it now. And let us know what we should do with this podcast. If you have ideas for things that you love, that you hate, that you want to see us do or talk about, let us know. We would love to hear it. We would absolutely love to hear it. Bye.
1: Bye.